Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and Zogbert. Today's episode is Ruby. Ruby. Hello, beautiful people of the world. It is your boys, your men, your kings coming to you again with another great podcast of Content Breaker. I'm joined by Zog, bow before Zog, Kells, Kells with a camera that happens to be camera two, and the entertaining that is always strange, strangely entertaining. How are you boys doing? Well, I wasn't expecting all that, but... Everyone's stepping up their fucking game, man. What happens when I have to do an episode? I'm I'm worried myself, and honestly, you know, I don't know if I could if I could do anything like that after this week. I am I am an empty husk of a man after what I just had to witness. Bro, you hit us last week with the I love these guys, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Camaraderie is always the best selling point. Yeah, tragically. But we're here to discuss Ruby. That's R-W-B-Y, um, which stands for... A Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. I love Ruby. Yeah. Ruby. <laughs> which, like, so sound, I'm sure... That sounds like freaking Scooby-Doo trying to, trying to talk about the gym. <laughs> Ruby? And that's <laughs> honestly what the plot of the show is like, too. Scooby-Doo trying to write, like, a <laughs> show with his paws. Like, his big, great Dane paws must have been writing heard, the last four seasons. You've heard of monkeys and typewriters? Replace it with a dog. <laughs> but but now Ruby is a it started off as an internet short. I guess it's still kind of an internet short, but it's like on yeah, streaming services now. Well, yeah, it's uh, got 20, 30 minute episodes now, so <laughs> not exactly short. Yeah, it's like and they know they, they always keep themselves from being that full 30 like for so they can still Enter categories of like internet shows and stuff like that. From what I hear from hearsay on the Reddit, like, because I was like, yo, why will Ruby just not be a full episode? Because they don't have commercials. Like, what is stopping them? And they stay in that internet category by being under a certain threshold of time. So I'm like, huh, this disgusts me. So I didn't know that's also so very dumb because yeah, I, I know, know plenty so of like other specific. shows that do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like I said, Ruby, R-W-B-Y, stands for the four main characters. Ruby Rose, Blake Belladonna, Weissney, and Yang. Xiaolong. Xiaolong. I almost said something really official. Hey, you, know, like, you know like Shinron? That. <laughs> yeah, that's why she is a Super Saiyan too, apparently. Allegedly. Not really. Hmm. That's kind of just my head cannon. But... Well, it also kind of stands for their colors, too, because Ruby's decked out in red all the time. Yang in yellow. True. Blake's true. black. And Weiss is white. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like colors and things. So that's really dope. But yeah, uh, Ruby started in 2013. And it was, I think we first got the trailers 
which was the red trailer, the black trailer, the white trailer, and the yellow Bro. trailer. Which those were yes. those trailers, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, the trailers were crazy. They were like just showcasing a crazy fight scene. Like, who is this girl fighting oh, these yeah. werewolves, looking like Little Red Riding Hood? Like exactly, and going in too. Yes. Oh yeah. If there was one thing Montiome was fucking a master of, it was 3D fight scenes. <laughs> yes. Man. Like, imagine fucking. Imagine Endeavor not being some cheapo 3D animation of him answering a phone call from Shoujo, but let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but a real, not garbage 3D fight scene from like Dragon Ball Brawlies, whatever. Yeah, just Dragon Ball. Super we were doing Broly. this in. We were doing this in the states from day one. Because we didn't have the budget for anything else. Blender oh. work. Oh, it Blender, was done baby. in Blender too. <laughs> for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so like we got these four trailers, and then it was like hype. Everybody was on the craze. I was like, okay. And then it was up. like a year before the actual episode came out. <laughs> yeah, it was a you year. Know, I was wondering. It was yeah, and I think from the ep- from episode one, I think it was like two years, or from like the last trailer we got, I think it was like a year. So collectively it was a hot minute because I think the trailer started coming out around like 2011, 2012, I believe. Something like that. Heck, and even then, Monty, uh, he made this like this one animation with like Master Chief and like Samus, funnily enough. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was actually the inspiration for Death Battle. Yeah. Because he was the one who was like, eh, I wonder who would win between uh, Samus and Boba Fett. Oh, well. <laughs> who did win? I don't remember. They did the fight Samus. like twice and I... Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Pretty sure it was Samus. <laughs> Fair. So, um, we get the world of Ruby with these locations like this. There's basically four continents, or I don't even know if you can call them continents, but you've got <laughs> Mantle, you've got Atlas, um, you got Beacon. No, Beacon's a school. Beacon's the school. And the, yes. Yeah, you got And the Air Nomads. <laughs> the Air Nomads. <laughs> Um, so you got these kingdoms, though, but it's like Vale, Atlas, Mistral, and Vacuo. And they're on these four different continents called Anima, Maginiri, Sanus, and Salotes. Salotes? They're, well, they're, you, know, you, only gotta know, was, you only got to know the kingdoms. The continents themselves don't matter. Yeah, continents <laughs> don't matter because literally their inspiration was a ketchup stain on a napkin. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like that with whoever drew that map. That's talking about finesse and a check. No, like, like literally, Monty just Monty just squirted some ketchup under a napkin, balled it up, unraveled it, took a picture, and then just threw it into Photoshop and made the ma- map of the world for this show. That sounds like how Jake And I'm doing. like, dude, this guy's a creative genius. I love everything about this. What's your word, Kales? I said, I know what we're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> Create a whole universe. Get hey, some if JK Rowling can do it, so can we. <laughs> so so from from the jump, there's one thing I gotta say about this whole show. Is that this is the product, at least at the very beginning, and you know, like with its legacy throughout. However fortunate, unfortunate that may be. That this was a show that was made by just a gang of people who wanted to make their own shit. 
and execute it to the best of their abilities with what they had. And like they did a, a fairly good job. There's some rough corners uh, at the very beginning yeah. with like dialogue, execution. The timing's on. The, the fight scenes are really what you come for at the very beginning. But like this, no matter what, is just a bunch of people hustling their ass off about something they care about. Yeah, it's a true like, labor of love, honestly. At least the first three seasons. <laughs> we'll get to like, we'll get to the rest of that later. <laughs> it's it's inspiring because it's like if I had enough gumption, I could do this shit too. And that's like inspiring. Haunted breaker gonna take over the world, so eventually your gumption go come. If it has <laughs> to be shoved down your throat, it's gonna come. So <laughs> Oh my god. That's an accurate statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like I agree. And just with the location, the world of Ruby is something I really like. Even even as Ruby goes on and I still feel some type of way, I can still say the world of Remnant is something that I can still find like love in because you have the four kingdoms, like which feels like it's so mixed up, I feel like. It's like the four kingdoms take away from the four schools, which I feel like that's like Harry Potter with, you know, Gryffindor or Hogwarts and those other three schools that I forgot the name of, but they're there. Um, and then you've got, like, the continents and everything, which gives me, like, that Avatar vibe of, like, the four nations and all that stuff. And then you've got the mechanic of power, which is, like, the dust system, which is, like, almost unique to Ruby. I can't, off the top of my head, think of another show that used an object like dust. Um, not even the later half of Ruby used dust. So, um, right. But, and then you've well, got, like... We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. And you've got, like, the different races. The Faunus and the humans. Basically, just two races, I believe. I was going to say, just two. <laughs> yeah. It feels like there's more, yeah. but there's not. And it's like, how do you get over a show of people being racist without having to make a certain group feel bad? You just make a whole new group of have animal people. <laughs> but in 2021, people will still find a way to be offended. So I'm sure someone is targeted by the fondness being this. So, but, but yeah. And another complex thing to Ruby that I like is that they talk about like the characters are incorporated with the myths. Like I said, with Ruby Rose being Little Red Riding Hood with Blake Belladonna being still like, what is she? Belle? Beauty and the Beauty Beast. And the Beast? Yeah, Belle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a play on Beauty and the Beast. Weiss is the Snow Queen and uh, Yang is um, a little uh, Goldilocks. Yeah. And then you've got characters who are so much more obvious, like Song Wukong is like a monkey king, obviously. <laughs> Song Wukong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got like... Neptune is Neptune. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Neptune. Sorry. I'm still... Uh, <laughs> this guy's still on Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Ragnarok got you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> it's all good, but you're right, though. Um, and then you've got uh, the headmistress, like, who is... Glenda Goodwitch, who literally is who is the good witch from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And so. Professor and Professor Oz Pin. Yeah. Uh. So you've got pretty <laughs> unique, at least uh. getting a pretty unique like storytelling through myths, which I thought was really cool. I really rock with that. But it's nice now, to see the 
know the inspiration from the fairy tales being thorough, gathered into this whole new world and seeing unique characters come from that. Yeah. Um, but now we're getting to two of the things I feel like make Ruby like the really unique in the beginning, which were the characters and the weapons. So Ruby in this world is basically, hey, you got to go fight these creatures called Grimm, who are the creations of like madness and evil emotions and everything. They're like skull creatures, shadow bodies, like they're really kind of wild. Like, and there's different variations. There's the Beowulfs, there's the boars, there's one dragon that we saw, which, you know, was dope. And like giant birds and all this other stuff. So you got to have people who can go out here and defend these normal citizens and just basically take on these creatures of Grimm. Um, and that's where we meet our huntsmen. Huntsmen and huntswomen. I don't think we're ever called huntswomen, but. Huntress. Huntress, yes. Huntress and huntsmen is what we have. Even though we have a team full of all females and they're still called huntsmen, but whatever. Um, so, it yeah. You get, it's the same job. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get teams. And the teams are normally comprised of four. And they their initials make up their team name, which I'm still trying to figure out, like, how we pronounce these to make these sound like this. But, like I said, we got Team Ruby. Or Ruby, Weiss, Blake, Yang. And we got another team, Team Juniper, which is John Ark, <laughs> Nora Vacri. Pira Nikos and Lyrene, which, you know, those characters are based off of Joan the Ark. Uh, Nora is. Nora is based obviously. off uh, Thor. Yeah, she's. No, like she's the, pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, like, based off her name, she's, like, very. You got to oh, think Norse? about it. Like her Norse? last name is uh-huh. Valkyrie. There you go. Thor's and she last throws name is lightning. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had I had Nora mixed up with Pyrrha in my head, but yeah, yeah. no, Pyrrha is a uh, Alexander, Alexander the, Great. the Great, which yeah, which I think what? he was from what? a place called Nikos. I think what <laughs> what Negos, Kegros, uh, what Nikos, Eggrolls, yes, <laughs> um, gotcha. and Lyran like is that, Mulan, yeah. So yeah, but what <laughs> what what is happening? My head hurts now. Oh, I'm- <laughs> Oh, just talking about inspirations of characters, <laughs> but like, uh-huh. <laughs> strange. Yes, like, no, if the it's if the cool, character my, my if the head char- hurts now, if there was a main character that show that uh, was introduced in the first three seasons, they were inspired by some kind of folklore. That's basically it. <laughs> yes. What about the later seasons? <laughs> They were inspired we'll talk by hatred about, and darkness. We'll talk <laughs> but, about then when we get to that point. But they still that, are. That they, deserves they its are. own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so these teams, they go to, they train at different schools. Our main cast trains at Beacon, which is the top school, air quotes, as you couldn't see, in um, Vacuo. <laughs> yeah. I believe they're <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Sure. Top school. Yeah. <laughs> Top school. Yeah. And sure. <laughs> anyway, sure. so let's get into <laughs> the characters. Let's get into our characters of the team. We got Ruby Rose, who is strange. I'll let you talk about her because she has your favorite weapon in existence. Oh, I do well, believe. I, yeah, I like Scythe. So, like, Ruby, she is. She has silver eyes, and I know that's important, but she's is like it? the main I'm still character. still waiting for it to be important. 
<laughs> like the main character, spunky, like outgoing, like ah, hyperactive, power friendship most of the time until the later seasons. Then it's just the, sad and depressing. The super anyways, naive, super happy <laughs> character. Yeah. She was our shonen hero who couldn't make it through the end of her series. So now she has to be <laughs> just another character. Facts. Um, um, and then we got Blake, who was my favorite character. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, she is a faunus in disguise that no one can know until, like, what? It, do they find out in until, season one or is it like season two? <laughs> it's the finale of season one. Yeah. And uh, Faunus are basically uh, animal people. Yo, we out here. Yeah. <laughs> some oh, of, them, some of them are just actually Blake is a cat girl. Yes. I'm here for it. And her uh, dad's right, a gorilla. Let's go. Doesn't she uh, have no, her dad's a panther. Oh, I thought it was a gorilla that's for a, a long time. That, okay. That's why his name is Bagheera, like from the Jungle Book. Oh, oh. I thought it was Bagheera, oh. like the gorilla that was <laughs> the one in Tarzan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his. I'm pretty sure his. I'm pretty sure his name's not actually Bagheera and Tarzan, but okay. I need his Kerchak, but I saw Kerchak. Uh, Tarzan. Bagheera anyway. Bagheera's from Jungle Book. I know. So. I, know I, was saying, I thought his name was like Bagheera Kerchak's brother. Like no. anyway, anyway, what? 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 You gotta watch Tarzan too. But anyway. <laughs> So, what? He's a little kid, okay? And he's swinging with his butt cheeks. I saw that, but... (sighs) Okay. But anyway, yes. So, Blake's comes from a panther and some other type of cat, and she becomes a cat girl. um, Because fawn and stuff. And she has, like, pistol blades. That's the only thing I can... It's like a pistol katana She has has a sword. Yeah, basically a katana like sword that can transform into a gun and which whose sheath is also a, a sword yeah also <laughs> everybody's it's attached weapons to a, it's attached to a ribbon so she can when it's in pistol form she can whip it around like a little throat throwing scythe or a, a rope dart or something like that <laughs> which is kind of cool but uh especially three know, three or four weapons in one yeah i mean like literally everybody's weapons are like pretty much like they're all a gun which i think is really cool like ruby her sight is literally a sniper rifle as well which she also uses uses to propel herself not that she really needs it or like she can use it to like cut extra hard but also you have to think about like you just hope nobody's behind her when that's happening (laughs) yeah recall (laughs) no i just like because the bullet that comes out firing bullets (laughs) yeah Oh, the recoil. Yeah, the recoil is what's sending her flying. <laughs> well, also, yeah, but so I just hope nobody's behind her. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say it. I know that there are a lot of people, especially in this chat. I feel like I'm the only one who has a long hair squad, and they did Blake dirty by cutting her long, beautiful hair. I will forever be mad at that. I don't uh, care what anybody says. No, I like it. I know you do. Yeah I, yeah, I like the shorter hair on Blake. I know you do. That's why I said I am the only one in this chat. But luckily, I still have... The Danny cut Weiss's hair. I swear. <laughs> I'm flying to Texas. I'm like, why? Because you know they're going to do hey. it. Hey. Because in hey. Ruby, character development hey, is cutting your hair or losing an arm. And that's all. <laughs> I mean, oh, also oh in, God. <laughs> uh, in uh, fucking Fruits Basket, tragically. What? I mean, yeah. Well, that was well, like yeah, survival. No, true facts. Yeah, well, that was survival's... 
skill. Uh, yeah, okay. No, more than one person cuts her hair to like grow and shit. So who else cut yes, their hair? Anyways, um, as well as ah, shit. What what's her name? The the punk. About- yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're talking about Rin. Ruby. Oh uh, yeah, we're talking about Ruby. Oh yeah, you know what? We'll talk after. We'll talk after this. Ruby. Yeah. Pardon. I, I was trying to make like a, a tangent. Yeah. So everybody like, cuts their to hair to develop for development in animation. Apparently, yeah. no matter what genre you are, it happens. Um, I don't know. I'm here for it. I mean, honestly. I mean, yeah. That's a pretty like easy like physical representation for somebody's looks to say i've gone through a change yeah but like thing for blake it happened at the weirdest time but we'll get into it because i'm like you should yeah. cut your hair like two seasons before if you want to cut your hair like why'd you cut it here what <laughs> okay okay yeah well the, again Sorry. later seasons of ruby need their own like little moment so we'll get to that shit <laughs> yes okay so um and then we got Kells, can you take a character? Be honest with me. Like, if I throw you one of these other two characters, will you be able to handle it? All right. It depends. Um, were they in the first seven episodes? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to give you Yang, because Yang has not changed at all. Bruh, Yang, other than her losing an arm, um, <laughs> Yang is the shit. Like, okay. her and, like, being overpowered with her fists, guns, because that's a thing. Yep. But also, like, losing her temper and going, like, plus ultra. And then going extra <laughs> Super Saiyan, because that's totally legit, right? Yeah. Um, There's a Super Yang, Saiyan, too. <laughs> Yang is my jam. I I love Yang. And I'm, I, like, tell me, because I haven't watched too deep into this. I know she loses an arm. Spoiler alert. How does she deal with only having one of her arms well it she takes doesn't. a whole season yeah it takes so, a whole season to even cope <laughs> with the fact that that happened I, again it's it's one of those big things about the later seasons that uh, well, she gets, it's, well, she it's gets a can PTSD. of worms yeah she gets she PTSD. Has PTSD for literally five minutes and that's it <laughs> I mean yeah okay okay anyway let's just get to Weiss who is I'll, I'll let you take Weiss even though I don't know why I said Blake was my favorite because Weiss is still baby girl but go ahead yeah I expected you to totally take Weiss <laughs> I think I took Blake because she was staring at my soul at the wake. Look, I'm like, gonna be honest out of dang, all dang. out of all four of them Weiss is the only one who's been treated well in the later seasons that's because you're Amen. baby girl and honestly that's kind of not saying a whole lot because in the early seasons especially in the early episodes she's called the ice queen for a reason she acts like this frigid little bitch who's better than everyone else because she is <laughs> but uh, she well she is the heiress to the most uh profitable the dust Shmi company empire yes um, <laughs> oh yeah which oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently is so rich so rich and valuable to the world that the world is just willing to accept that they have slave labor we accept amazon like what do you mean <laughs> yeah, this is true like, I, okay. I, I would say i see no i see no difference here what's uh, the difference between okay part in case life bro uh point taken <laughs> I can definitely see where they but, got the inspiration from, but anyway. but she as she like you know steps away from her family and everything, she goes to Beacon specifically because she doesn't want to be around her dad anymore. 
I mean, I wouldn't uh, either, but now she really doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, right. because Bro, we have another bad dad of anime. <laughs> yes. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'll, we won't we won't get into it. Yeah, uh, essentially, well, for those who saw the white trailer, Weiss's trailer, um, yeah, the reason she's fighting the giant suit of armor and the reason she gets the scar over her eye and all that is because she told her dad she wanted to go to Beacon instead of the school down the street. And her dad was like, hmm, you can go if you beat that giant suit of armor. By the way, it's possessed by a demon. Good luck. Cool. <laughs> and you have to do it by yourself. But it made her a better woman. Better warrior woman. <laughs> that. Ignoring and that. Uh, <laughs> but now when she finally gets a beacon, gets assigned to her team and everything, of course, there's a little uh, character drama. Because she's the exact opposite of Ruby, essentially. Um, but as they warm up to each other, you see the bonding between everybody. She definitely gets the most development <laughs> out of all of them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's not. It's almost a consensus nowadays that uh, between a good portion of the fandom that Weiss has gotten so much development she has basically become the best girl of team ruby <laughs> she is like she literally is like it was her and blake tied for like i mean in the beginning all four were like solid it was a solid team oh yeah i was like yo let's they go got equal team time ruby. together <laughs> yeah and then the great divide happened and then some people stayed gone like ruby's character development and that yeah, like, Ruby well, has consistently like I still love Ruby as a character, but like her her whole development has literally it it has halted. There's like she's basically the same character throughout the whole time, except yeah, no, that's it. Other, other than like except about add her. some tragedy to it. Yeah, add some tragedy, which honestly, I, but we'll we'll get into it. Uh, but <laughs> keep okay, saying that just. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way real quick. Okay, cool. The reason for the divide and the major difference between the two is because the creator, Monty Ohm, tragically passed during production of season three. R.I.P. So basically everything with the show, some things during season three, mostly the finale, uh, and everything afterwards were taken over by his assisted writers. Uh, Miles Luna and Carrie Shawcross. They've added and taken away some people since then, but everything else has been his world, but th their story now. And, and it's, you can, there's it's, definitely like a point where you can tell that happens too. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, besides the fact that season four, they switch from Blender to Maya, mm. a completely different modeling program and everything to animate it, which gives it a completely different look. The fight animation changes, the dialogue changes, the story structure changes, everything changes. And it's a little jarring. It takes some time to get used to, and sometimes you just don't get used to it. But it is also one of those, he would want the show to keep going on, might as well keep going with the show. True, true. Um, Did it have to go on like this, though? It didn't. It didn't. And <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like, since we're just going to get to the egg of the room, that I <laughs> feel like sometimes, because I know I personally like when a creator dies in Japan, often than not, they do not continue their work out of respect to that person. 
I always like, man, I really want more high school of the dead. Man, I really want more of this. I want more of that. But I understand. Now with Ruby, I'm like, okay, I see the adverse effects of continuing someone's art after they're gone. Mm-hmm. So it's still a catch twenty two, but I guess I'm happy for Ruby opposed to not happy for Ruby. Um, the show, not just the character. I could care less about Ruby Rose, honestly. Wow. But wow. <laughs> wow. So wow. Also, I did want to say here's something that I found that was wild. Do you know that like Weiss, Yang, and Blake are twenty now, and Ruby's eighteen? I'm not. T- I know I'm not touching going, that. I'm this? not touching that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm saying that I don't... Zog, by you saying you're not touching that, makes it feel weirder than it... It's not weird at all. I'm just saying it feels weird. No, I'm just, like, okay, real... What is your... Allow me to explain that real quick. I'm not point? touching that because I've been a fan of Ruby since the start. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of fan fiction, fan art, and a lot of that other crap that I'm just like, nah, people. <laughs> I, I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I'm not with see- these characters. <laughs> See, I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying that because time feels weird. And I'm like, how has three years passed already in this series? But like, we've had like maybe two time skips that were months. Like, I'm so confused. Time doesn't really work too well in the show. (laughs) How are they not paying like bills and have like college (laughs) loans? Like, why is this not the iCarly of American? Because they're. Too busy stealing airships. Well, to technically, get getting into the plot and the story of Ruby, they're technically can't play to witch into a place that doesn't exist anymore. Um, just got blown up. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it went yeah, boom. Well, damn. <laughs> the plot is the one. The plot and story for Ruby is so I can't even say intricate. It's like I thought it was going somewhere, and then it just took a hard left. So basically, Ruby Rose so, has these. Hold on, hold on. Can I? Can I can I take yeah. a, just you can so yes. basically we can pinpoint the exact point of where the series uh, left the rails so to say and that was the literal train crash episode <laughs> when the train crashed into me yeah <laughs> or whatever um, that was that was where the series I was like this is taking a different turn now isn't it okay I get here we go I guess. Actually, I would, yes. I would, say, I would say, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Is it not accurate? No, you're right. You're right. I thought it was going to be like the story where we saw these huntsmen like train and like grow within to become their own. But no, it's like, yeah, you got like, what, four, four months to school? You good enough. Like, <laughs> like these are still freshmen, technically. Like, they've only had like half of their freshman year. Yet, Three to four years have passed, so their whole high school career is gone, and they're professional huntsmen with their experience and everything else. But now they have to. So basically, these characters, huntsmen, were trained to fight the grim, the never-ending threat of the world. And then they find out, no, there is a reason behind this. Like we have to go to all the schools, because each school houses a secret relic, which is protected by a maiden. Which we find this all out in season three. Like, all, like, when the span of, like, one to two short episodes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's it's at least delivered in a interesting way. It's not, like, like, hit you with the exposition club. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I had a theory 
that, you know, since, oh, we got four maidens, four schools, so each one of the girls is going to become a maiden because that seems like this is how the story is set up to progress. Nah. <laughs> like, if <laughs> if Ruby didn't become a maiden after last season, she ain't, she better never become a maiden. Like, because <laughs> literally it makes zero sense. So, um, like literally, it's like, oh yeah, four maidens, four city, uh, four schools, team of uh, four, four cities, girls. All yeah, to, makes sense. <laughs> no, well then it's just like, okay, four cities all destined to be destroyed? Question mark. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, I, mean, I know, I know the one before last didn't get destroyed. Like, but and it, because we have <sighs> we have a team member like a girl on each continent. We have like Weiss from Atlas. We have um, Blake is from. Well, where is Blake from? She's from. I, I think, don't remember. I yeah. don't. She's from uh, Minstrel, right? Catgirl Island. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's from either yeah. Minstrel or Vacua, one of the two. Um, and Ruby and Yang are from Vale. Vale. I don't know why I said that weird. Oh, also Ruby and Yang are sisters, or whatever. Um, so well, half <laughs> oh, shit, half sisters, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, half, yeah, half sisters. Yeah. No, because they both have the same mom and. <laughs> No. Okay. No. <laughs> Yang no. needs to decide which one actually is her mom. <laughs> right? Though, like, I'm not dealing with that crap. Uh, Three quarter sisters. So uh, <laughs> they're half sisters, but Yang goes back and forth who her real mom is. Like, like when her. she when she is talking about like when she's talking like to her family or whatever, she's often like, uh. My mom, Raven. But when she talks to the big bad of the whole thing and wants to, like, get, uh, call her out on her bullshit, she talks about, like, the people she's, like, hurt or killed or whatever. And she's like, my mom, Summer Rose. I'm like, you literally just spit, like, two volumes trying to track the other one down. <laughs> this mom too nice. This ta- mom too dead. <laughs> This mom just right. <laughs> well, one is too dead and one is not there. So basically, Once. you could say like her. She might call Blake mommy. We don't know. Um, oh, okay, fuck, fuck off with that. <laughs> but so yeah, despite the story having oh, all wait, this, this makes sense now. Mommy yeah. issues got it. Oh, oh my god, god. no, <laughs> he's getting canceled for that one, boys. <laughs> but um, a plot and story being all over the place. We find the big bad is this creature called Salem, who is a immortal witch who like fought God or tried to fight God. Try to fight nice. the god. I watched an anime about that. <laughs> yeah, except <laughs> she took the L real quick. There was no, there was no hands to be thumb. <laughs> like, there's, there's a lot of L's in this show. I'm, I'm surprised it's called Ruby, not just L L. We call Ruby. Like, L. <laughs> oh my god. Lose, win, bury, yeet yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like uh, a, a fuck, Mary kill thing. I love it. We, we need to play that game. What do we think it up more? <laughs> um, lose, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Proceed, proceed. Pardon. So we go, we go into something that I think make Ruby's makes Ruby unique, which is the semblance. It's where they all kind of have like a weird superpower. Which, They're essentially the quirks from My Hero, except they're supposed to have a different kind of power source. Yeah, these don't make no sense. 
Um, they, like, they really don't actually. Because at first they're <laughs> supposed to be like a psychological adaptation, allegedly. Well, no, at first they're just like an extension of the aura, which is kind of like key from Dragon Ball Z. Um, it is supposed to like basically be, oh, we all have this equal kind of like power, but through unique personal bullshit, we can have our own personal like superpower. Uh, but now it's basically just devolved into, hey, we're my hero, except not. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, we can't even call them my hero. It's like they're like, it's like they're outside of my hero studio reading all the rejected scripts that someone like put in their paper shredder and just piecing mm-hmm. them together. And it's like, oh, oh, sadness. Oh, bet, bet, sadness. But where? Everywhere. Bet. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what it feels Every like. time. But the symbolences are pretty cool and unique. I gotta give Ruby that, or at least they were. Um, so we got. I do. I do love Weiss's glyphs. Yeah, Weiss's glyph, which are kind of like hereditary, like a hereditary semblance, which is really dope. Mm-hmm. They're um, the only ones like that. Yeah. So we've got the Snee uh, glyphs. It seems that are hereditary. We got Ruby being able to man her super speed. I thought well, it wasn't super speed. She basically, no, it's not super speed. It's not a speed. <laughs> not uh, anymore. It's well, materialization. It's like, like she basically dematerializes you and like can transport you from one place to another. It's really weird. I always thought it was just her cape, but apparently that's just her no. semblance. Which yeah. Like, what? Well, at first when they were when Monty was animating it, yeah, it was just rose petals flying off of her from her cape. And uh, now in the later seasons, it's literally she becomes her own like little ball uh, that just makes rose petals, apparently, as she speeds I, off wherever the hell she wants. It, it, you know, it, uh, <laughs> and then I, we have Blake who uses shadow clone jutsu, um, which I hate. Itachi. It's more like Itachi's jutsu, I guess, because shadow clones are going to explode in your face. Well, no, she can only explode if she uses the fire dust with it, which she never does anymore. Yeah. Why do you but, that? Uh, I know. It's so helpful. Why would you ever use it anymore? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it used to be that her her semblance still hasn't even cha- changed the name of it. They still call it Shadow because she just leaves a shadow of herself to take the hit that was actually meant for her. But... Now it's a legit shadow clone from Naruto, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, since we are following my hero logic, these are probably quirk evolutions, so eventually Blake's going to be able to go into her own shadow and come out. Which, honestly, <sighs> might as well at this point. Just give me something I want to look at. It's cool. But <laughs> And then we got Blake, who literally becomes like a Super Saiyan. Like, the more damage she takes, it's like she uses Bide. What, She's a Pokemon. Yang. Yang? Yang? Is that who I said? Yang. Yang. No, you said Blake. Oh. Well, then we got Yang, who uses Bide, <laughs> and becomes a Super Saiyan once she's endured yeah. enough damage. So, so she she can become a Super Saiyan whenever she wants. Her eyes will just turn red. But uh, yeah, essentially she's supposed to take as much damage as she can, and then turn it on, and then she can dish out as not only as much damage as she took, but at her adding her own to it. I will say I did actually laugh when uh, they were fighting Adam and she was like, and then uh, 
Blake is like, yo, he's got the same kind of uh, semblance as you, but he doesn't have to take damage for it. And then she's like, wait, what? That's such bullcrap. And I was like, yeah. Uh, that, that was like one of the three times I laughed throughout the later seasons. <laughs> I just <laughs> One of the three times I laughed out of five volumes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Her and her. And she also like loses her arm. So she gets a robotic arm. Which is kind of dope, oh, yeah. kind of sad. So, mm. she which gets doesn't a robot- affect her semblance. She, yeah, weird. Uh, mm. She gets the robotic arm for free as a gift from uh, General Ironwood, who is in charge of technological place in the world. Yeah, by the way, who is in charge of all of Atlas? Who has the best <laughs> technology ever? <laughs> Not anymore. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just and that's something that kept repeating in my head the entire time they were in Atlas. And I was like, yeah, he's really someone you don't trust, right? (laughs) The guy who just gave you the limb you were missing. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's not the same, but it's it's easier than, you know, running around with just one arm. Yeah. So. If you could have any semblance, I want to ask y'all, what semblance would you want? Mm. To have dope ass music playing anytime I did something. <laughs> I would shoot you. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this. Sh- when it came to this show, the thing that kept me invested the longest was the music. So, I mean, yeah, I was going to talk about that later, but you know, we can do it in the middle of my thing. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, this, the show did have some pretty good music. And soundtracks like the banger dance episode was pretty dope. Um, like when they were sitting here dancing on the ball and John wore a dress, like and the, all the soundtracks, like Red Like Roses part one and part two was probably the best for me. Red like red. No, it's good, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna sing the whole thing. I was gonna Don't let worry. you I was like, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Nope, nope. We ain't nope, gonna get that nope, copyright nope. strike. <laughs> <laughs> so no, like that was good. I, I, I forget the name of the person who or the lady who sings it. Cassie Lee Williams. Sure. Yeah. And then she's like, there's that one song where it's like couldn't wait another minute. <clears throat> and caffeine, something like that. Yeah, it's that's, like, uh, that's, that's a that's a very heavy caffeine's a very heavy metal one. Yes, yeah, I think that yes, was it. it. Is. Um, <laughs> which I messed with that. Heavy it's, and, that's not the same song. No. Okay. Oh, really? uh, oh, I'm trying oh. to remember them, but yeah, I basically basically through volume six, I listened to all of the soundtracks almost religiously. <laughs> Yeah, kind of sad. I can't remember what song you were talking about just based on that small amount of lyrics. Uh, yeah, but like maybe it was "I Burn." Maybe. Um, or uh, that, that's burn. that's Yang's first um, song. Maybe yeah. it was "This Will Be the Day." Like this will be the day. This will be the day. It was like so, yo. If you play um that game, like uh, what's it called? Um, versus the, Blaze Blue Battle versus, and you oh, play yeah, with the Ruby characters, and you're comboing. This will be the day starts playing. Shout out to that game. It's dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fucking lit. I know, right? Um, but I can't think of what the song was called. I'll have to like go and post it on Twitter later and be like, "Yo, this was the song I was talking about in this specific podcast." Uh, but but like the fact that the music on this kind of indie animation is such an integral part to its, like, 
membrane. Like this is a like a facet. This is a feature. This is an important investment that they spent time and effort on to make this shit legit. I mean, Monty knew what what he wanted to, what kind of music to go with his animation. Like, on this him? was a fucking anime op, <laughs> dude. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> if I've ever heard one, and it's it's wild. No, like a hundred percent. Like, shout out like to. Casey Lee Williams. Like, I want to know if she has other songs in her career. Did they keep her throughout the other seasons? Yeah, they kept her. Uh, her dad is the composer for all of it. Uh, she's just started doing a lot of the vocal work and everything. Uh, I think she was like th- uh, 14 when she started uh, hmm. doing the vocals and everything. But I think she has her own YouTube channel, too. Oh. Where she does covers and everything. Um and maybe some original songs. I don't really know. Hmm. But yeah, eventually there became a point where I was just like, huh, it music's not quite hitting me as well. But no, you know, definitely still, the intro still like keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I got to put these songs back in my rotation, honestly, because it's been a hot minute since I like listened to them. And the song was rare, like Roses Part 2, by the way. The couldn't wait another minute. Couldn't okay. wait another, yeah. Um, but no, the two things that drove me for my love of Ruby were the music and the fight scenes. And the fight scenes for the first three seasons were unmatched. My favorite fight was okay. I don't. I don't have a favorite. I got a top three fights, and I'll let y'all talk after I get this out because you know Zog took away my semblance question <laughs> that is no longer relevant. Um, um, I mean, I'm, what I'm, what is a semblance? <laughs> Tell me what this is. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kels, you're killing me. <laughs> it's, a semblance is supposed to be a like extension of your personality and everything. In in Wait, the so it's like in the, the force field that they yeah in the form of a superpower. Yeah. Oh, it's a stand. It, yes, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. So while we're on the subject, my semblance would probably be heat because of the passion that I have for the things that I do and the people I care about in my life. So nice. Yeah. I would probably like a mix of uh, I know y'all going uh, kind of like pennies where she summons her swords. Um, yeah. That's cool. And then probably like a mix of uh, I, not not the glyph, but like the summons from like the Schnee family. That's pretty cool. Something like work. that where I could just materialize things. That'd be dope. So full metal alchemist. Sure. <laughs> and I, were the swords pennies thing? I always thought that was just because she was a robot. No, well, uh, well, you know, well, I guess we I can get know. to that point. I don't I mean, know. It's it was weird. <laughs> her semblance I mean, maybe, was hope, <sighs> and hope died. Her semblance but, was. <laughs> God damn it, Kai! <laughs> oh, oh gosh! Oh no! But Kells, did you have a semblance that you were rock with? Yeah, man, totally. Um, the bolt of my sword. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Unlimited blade works. Unlimited blade. Exactly, man. I don't exactly. think Salem could come I, back from that. Honestly, like, yeah, that's some, apparently there's a bunch of things she never should have come back from. That's some Kojiro wreck of the Ragnarok stuff there. <laughs> screw Salem though. Like, honestly, I mean, not Salem. Screw uh, Cinder though. Like, Cinder can okay. die in a fire. <laughs> Because she's yeah, glass, but why? <laughs> yeah, Cinder is just a horrible, horrible character. Like, talking about the villains in this 
Like, the only villain I had the sliver of respect for in this whole dang show was the dude who roid raged, whose name I've forgotten now. But uh, he was... Wait, he, wait, um, you, mean, you mean the dude who shoved, like... Um, the crystals yeah, so I, I mean, I arms. know exactly... <laughs> Hazel. Hold on, hold on. His name's Hazel. Yeah, no, Hazel. Thank yeah. you. Hazel yes. was the only villain I had a monocle of respect for, and to be he honest with you, loved him. Like, because you was can't a, even call, you can't even call him a villain anymore. Yeah, no, he was because of that. God damn. He literally it led like, to well, a cool fight. I was wrong. <laughs> Let me yeah. fix it. I mean, <laughs> it led to a cool fight, but that turnaround was. God damn, Anakin Skywalker's turnaround had more depth to it. What the no, hell? That, that was, and th- this is definitely, I guess now we're getting to the territory of what's wrong with the later seasons. Yeah, that that was very much like, okay, I see I was wrong. Thank you for showing me the one thing that I needed to change my mind about everything I've ever done. It <laughs> yes. literally took two seconds. It took. So, that's some <laughs> DBZ announcer stuff. At this moment, Hazel knew. He was a side he character with up. no real plot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's just get into and it. Then, like, and then so, he literally dies the next episode. Yes. So let's just, just get into <clears throat> Let's just get into it. Like, why is Gosh. Ruby after season part four I've been waiting for? Went downhill so hard, so crazy, after the so train. wild. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like one day I'm running and then my spine turns into a dragon and flies off from my body, but my body still has to live. So I'm just a blob. That's what it felt like. Well, damn. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, so let me because because I'm coming off fresh off the heels of like binge watching it to like catch up and like like and my again, my soul mm-hmm. is now empty my beats. because literally like. The, the, like, I will not apologize for sharing my pain. No, these last four, like three seasons or volumes or whatever, literally there has not, there has not been a break. Like emotionally, there's not been a break. They've been literally if, yeah, it's like, oh no, that we're being invaded. Oh my gosh. Got to fight for a life. PTSD. Everything's bad. Everything's sad. Oh, now, now we're like, okay. Uh, you know, we, we got to go to a place. Okay, cool. You know, nothing happy happens. We're all disagreeing with each other. We're all sad. And oh no, people are dying again. And literally, oh, but it's just like, and then life. It's just then, like life. And then, hey, let's let's bring back a character. Let's bring back a fan favorite character. Okay. Please. Okay. Okay. You know, tag me in. Right? Tag me in, Chief. Right? Tag me all in. All right. Well, so. Okay, fine. Go ahead. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are new to this. You have to. You have to know how it felt waiting the six months in between, being like, "Yo, like she's dead." Okay. Again, spoiler alert. Penny died with Pure. They both should have stayed dead. I would have preferred if neither of them died, but they had to die for some stupid reason that no longer matters. But it didn't make both, sense. Well, the- they oh, screw died. Cinder. <laughs> screw Cinder. Cinder. Cinder is due to Penny's water. original. Penny's original death was to actually like be the turning point to say like, "Hey, shit just got real. You're all on the chopping block." But yeah. it was all for naught. It yeah. was all for naught. Yeah, literally, the moment they brought her back and was just like, "Okay, so where's Pira?" Pira died for nothing. <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. nothing. Literally, there was no point. And it wasn't <laughs> anyway, bad enough. Sorry. Go ahead. Penny. Penny is a robot. Right? And she got a virus. 
And then like she's gonna die. No, not our penny. Team Ruby. I'm so mad team, at this. <laughs> team Ruby Rose. Team Weiss McBice. Team Blake McFlake and Poodle Doodle Doo and Team Juniper. <laughs> Everybody was like, let's use this magical power that can literally do anything. Which Staff is such of a creation. Cheap. Let's let's use it. The power of creation, Staff of Creation, to make Penny a human. Not only do they do that in the most complex, outlandish way. They make her human, but they have to take her. Her other body still has to exist. So they take her soul and put it into the new human that was born from tissue. Yet Penny knows how to walk and do everything. So she's now a human with maiden powers. So she's like, yeah, I'm a human. Let's go. Then the next episode, she dies. Oh, three episodes after that. Actually. It felt like. Oh, it doesn't episode. matter. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It literally was like, wow. Okay, that was less the most than an hour later, no, no. she dies. Is that better? <laughs> No, because, well, literally, like, you spend, like, half an episode on this complex way of, like, giving her a new body, and then you literally kill her off, like, and I'm like, okay, can, just send her, can she just lose for once? Why it's is she so, so like... aggravating, like, it, that It's you like, just... okay, Cinder, air quote, loses, like, you know, in the middle of the season, but literally she always wins in the end, so, like, what's the flipping point? And the problem <laughs> that bothers me the most is that all these other characters have almost deaths, but no, let's just keep killing off the same characters or characters who aren't supposed to die, like the luck dude, like whatever his name was, who I completely forgot. Clover. 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 Yeah. Clover. So Clover gets killed because whatever his name is. Crow. Um, because yeah, Crow, Crow teamed up with a serial killer and then was surprised when the serial killer killed the dude he was fighting. Yes. And, and then I'm like, Crow no, I blamed... had a boner for him. Oh, <laughs> I'm sad yeah. now. It's like, what? And then Crow, wait, not yeah, to whatever you said, not yeah. But <laughs> although, although, to be fair, none of that would have happened if Robin hadn't just unnecessarily started shooting people. <laughs> Literally, in the airship, the, uh, Clover gets the order. It's just like, all right, let's just, I got to take you back to James. We were going to do this crap anyway. Let's just go to Ironwood. We'll talk this crap out. We'll get it all settled. We we were going there anyway, but now that you're under orders, no, take me back. I yes, don't want to go. Crow blamed everyone for his friend's death, except for him, except for Crow. Crow even blamed the dead man for his own death. If you just want to listen. Yeah, man, fuck that dead guy. I'm just like... <laughs> Crow is Crow is probably my most hated character right now because he's just Crow. So yes, yes, Crow with a Q, but just like actually the writers are my most hated character. But <laughs> Crow, Crow, Crow is was, just he, like he was such a good character. He and then was. They turn him they into a whiny baby all of a sudden. It like, boils down oh to gosh. this. It boils down to this. The reason why I'm so aggravated with Ruby, why it's so divisive for me, is because the first three seasons weren't the best thing ever, but they were special. Like, and you don't get too many, like, special things, especially here in America. Like, yo, we got, like, all this animation coming over from, like, Japan and manga. Yeah, that's great. And we got some good cartoons, too. But for us to be like, yeah, we're, like, because Ruby was huge. Ruby got adapted into a manga in Japan. That's how big it was. Like, they were like, oh, we want something from over there. Like, Ruby was great. And it's like you said, it was like people who were just like us sitting out here doing things that we like. And then they took it and they start listening to the fans. They start listening to everybody else. They start not paying attention. They started saying, what can we get from My Hero Academia? What can we get from all these other shows? Instead of like, what? They took away the formula that worked for them. But you got people out here on the internet who are like social justice warriors of booty who are complete like season 
like new season episode three Ike Harley Spencer Museum people were like, let's take pictures of a Pringle or some bread <laughs> and act like it's social justice when it's not. <laughs> so they follow these people and then they have all these dumb ideas that don't work and don't amount to anything, but they keep force feeding it because the public keeps consuming their trash content. And I'm sorry I had to make that long rant, but it's just how I feel. I'm mad. Wow. I just want to I've been say waiting this was, whole podcast to hear. <laughs> to I was hear wondering that. when the I knew point it was, was coming. Happen. I knew it was coming. <laughs> like I just wanted to say that was the most pointless plot device ever. Like, uh, but then <laughs> uh, just wait till next season. I'm sure they're gonna bring in a worse one. Yeah, well, I just I just hope they don't ruin winter more than they already have. They already <laughs> did. Already By her becoming a maiden, it's already ruined. I like, know this is true, but like. Uh, and Carol's, I, know I know this sounds happen. confusing because it is like it just literally like yep. spirals <laughs> so bad. Like it makes uh, so literally. If we could sum up the end of uh, the last volumes, uh, volume eight or whatever, they literally go to Kingdom Hearts land at the end. I'm not even joking. Oh yeah, yo for real. Yeah, for oh, real. Oh yeah, Legit, that's we the see thing. Sora. Like, <laughs> no. Destiny Island. Like they just Here's end up in thing. Destiny Island Here's for some th- reason. <laughs> for the finale for volume eight, they. They were like, okay, so uh, it's basically the apocalypse on this continent. So how do we get everybody out? We have a magic staff that can do anything. Let's make something to get everybody out. Okay, cool. How we do this? You need to show the genie that comes out of it the blueprints. So let's um, bullshit ourselves some blueprints and show it to them. Cool. Uh, okay, genie, thanks for the things. Awesome. Here's a quick warning. Don't fall off. <laughs> and of course, all four of the main characters fall off. Yeah. As well as well as all the, thanks to Cinder. As well as the leader of Team Juniper. I was gonna say honorable mention fifth main character, but True. there's there's no real honorable mention to it. <laughs> I wish Team Juniper uh, would be the main characters. Yeah. But yeah, so well, five of then, the five of the main uh, cast fall off and we're just ass- left to assume that they're dead. It's ne- it was never going to happen. <laughs> we might have gotten one of them to die, but when all fo- when the second one fell off, we were just like, uh, no, they're just teleported somewhere else. And the final shot we get is Ruby Scythe in the sand on a beach with a giant ass tree in the on an island somewhere. <laughs> It it was I'm like I, I just hope I'm like hope y'all reset everything or something because this is going off the rails. <laughs> like, yeah, and oh, gosh, and not to mention the fact that just the fact that in that season we see a love unrequited love get realized for the first time in eight volumes. Like Nora's like, yo, I love you. And Ren's like, down nah, because he's doing stuff. Then Ren has character development, finds himself, understands himself. It's like, yo, I love you too. And she's like, nah. Well, and I'm like, well, she had, she's more or less, she I had to find my own. Yeah, yeah, she had a bit I of an identity crisis and was just like, who am I without him? Because they spent basically every waking moment together since they were six. <laughs> but the thing was, like, Nora always knew who she was, which bothered me. Like, yeah, that like she in, was always in the early Nora. Vol- base, basically volumes one through seven. Nora never had a problem. She was she always like knew who she was. 
she never really doubted any of that crap. And she was very patient with Rin and just was willing to help him in any way she could. But the, the moment they was, separate and do two different things, crisis. No, the problem was she was messing with Team Ruby over here. Like Team Ruby Rose, specifically, who's out here being like, oh, I have all the answers and I'm never wrong. And anyone against me is wrong. That means Ironwood. That means Crow. That means my own sister. That means my dead mom. That means, like, pure, because she's dead too and she can't tell me I'm wrong. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my what? Like, Ruby becomes a soci- sociopath, honestly. Like, it's yeah, little- like, and then yeah. the one second she's mixed with true controversy, like when there's true obstacle, it's hopeless. I'm crying. I give up. I need my sister. Girl, girl, excuse me? And she's like, my mom is somehow, I know for a fact, a dead dog. And I'm like, Ruby, no. Nice. Like, he <laughs> said nice. But I'm like, no, Ruby. This this doesn't oh, make sense. But Speaking of... Best character, Shwai. They took him out. I don't know. I can't I can't yeah, go all that Shwai. Like, I don't know what the dog. Like. So the dog's oh, uh, with their dad. He got the Tai Yang treatment and is just left in that cabin in the woods somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's with their with their dad. And honestly, if you can take anything away from this podcast, like I'm gonna say I didn't hate my time with Ruby, like catching up. I didn't completely hate it, but Again, I'm just emotionally exhausted from the whole thing. And the writing, honestly, is questionable. And I don't see how you can redeem yourself. Go watch, like, Ruby Chibi. It's the superior version (laughs) of the show. Go watch that. I I am so pissed off right now that that is an accurate (laughs) statement. (laughs) So, I didn't hate my time with Ruby either. Like, it's just what I hate the most about Ruby is it keeps giving me a glimmer of hope that it's going to get better. Like, there are things, there are good things that I can take out of each volume. Like, even this last volume, volume eight, I was like, okay, you know, like, we're moving forward. We've got stuff. We've got the final, the final division between these girls. They have broken up, so now they're going to be stronger together forever. Same thing with Toon Juniper. Like, Cinder has realized her flaws of you just can't kill your way out of things and expect it to be okay. So she's going to stop doing that. What? No, no. She's just going to kill people again. Yeah, what? She's still the just going to the same thing again. What? Yeah, like I, you brought like homegirl back just to kill her off again. What? Like we still don't see son. What? Son, best character. What? You like, still kill oh off God. another character that was like another villain character that was totally awesome. Like yeah. Arthur, come on now, Rick. Yeah, yeah. like okay, we're killing old people in space. What? Oh, that, they're not that was dead. Just dumb. They're gonna land somewhere. They it's did. fine. No matter <laughs> they're what, they're not it's, dead. It's dumb either way. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Berserk, so I'm used to like, oh, here's a glimmer of hope. Oh, your, all your dreams are crushed. <laughs> but at least no, in uh, that one, I feel like there's some kind of progression. There's still something. Uh, coming no, you can still get there but with this it feels like oh that's it now we're moving to the next thing okay it all none of it actually mattered let's move on well i mean hope in a different way like things like attack on titan and berserk and like even like my hero academia currently in the manga things that like inspire hope and then rip it away from you i don't mean it like that i mean like I hope that the story is going to get better. Like they move like because with Berserk, Attack on Titan, My Hero, yada, yada. Like the story is getting better while things are getting more hopeless. We're still more invested. Ruby, it's just like, 
did you give this to your five year old niece and they pooped and smeared on it and said, here you go? And you're like, dad, like, <laughs> is that what happened? But that all being said, I have a question for y'all. Do you think that Ruby can recover? Can it get back to where it was? <laughs> oh my it's, God. It can get better. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at this point. Like, just go to the train wreck. Could it? Sure. Is it worth it? No. Is it like, is it worth telling somebody for the first time who was watching it to like sit through like four volumes, of, four or five volumes of just like pain and misery? No, probably not. But uh, for those like, for those who have been watching, I don't see why we can't continue on this train. <laughs> true, true. It's that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> like, like I would then, definitely not recommend anyone who hasn't been watching it to jump on this train, but I do think it can get better. Will it? Probably not. My hope I mean, for that is dwindling like every episode that comes out. Like I, I wouldn't hate, I, like I, I, to, I told uh, uh, Static this, I was like, I would not hate a filler like beach episode or whatever. I would be fine with that because honestly, again, <laughs> it's just been nonstop. And I'm just like, please give. No, I agree. Give, I agree. give, me, give some, me a break. Give me some scenery with color. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say like one, one last thing that I want to say is that, listen, elephant in the room. You, Blake was supposed to be with Sun. That's how you set it up. There was romance. There was feelings. Sun helped her. And it, and for some reason, Blake was like, nah, I'm not feeling this. I'm like, that's okay. You know what? I don't like that. It's not because of like anything else. I just don't feel like Blake was not in the sun. It didn't make any sense. It seems like there was something there. It seems like the fans really started shipping Yang and Blake. And it feels like Rooster Teeth uh, listened been doing- instead of... They've been doing that since volume two. Yeah. So I feel like Rooster Teeth finally listened and they're like, okay. And you know what? That is what it is. You do what you do. But if you're going to do it, do it. Don't sit here and be like, we're going to like passionately, aggressively, passively look at each other. We're going to not hold hands. We're just going to like head touch like each volume like yeah. cats do like um cats don't have hands uh you want to know what makes that kind of worse um the writers and actors also are big bumblebee shippers what yeah i'm not kidding barbara dunkelman who uh voices yang was asked at a panel what she was excited for for uh i think it was volume five or six and her only response was will they kiss talking about yang and blake <laughs> and i'm just like if you just want to do that that's fine, but like, don't take away a good relationship just to be replaced with bullcrap teasing. That's dumb. Um, and I'm interested to see what's gonna happen when Sun appears again, which he very well might not. But if he does, and and honestly, probably nothing. Nothing's probably gonna come of it. He's gonna be like, "I'm happy for you." No, you're not. It's like good. This is what I wanted all along. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, final thoughts on Ruby. Fellas, let's start with you, Kells, because I'm pretty sure you have the least <laughs> to say out of all of us. <laughs> that's, that's that's fucked up and accurate at the same time. <laughs> um, I enjoyed what I watched. Um, I remember the trailers very fondly and being like, "Holy shit, this is wild!" And then 
like watching this show, they killed me after episode like three. Yeah. <laughs> episode four and five and six and seven. All right. I should have given it a little more. Like the moment Team Ruby becomes Team Ruby, we get to watch them in a fight together. All right. It's pretty lit. But I don't know. I appreciate it for what it is for me. Like a passion project that can be actually successful if you hustle your ass off and have a good team behind you and this shit can continue after you croak like if you got the right thing you can die and that shit can continue to progress for better or worse because that's exactly how that works someone else takes over true but you know like your legacy will persist and that's interesting to see no i agree i agree 100 percent um i feel like now now what's that pardon i was like now for the more informed yeah <laughs> um i'll just go first uh i think ruby has will always have the potential to be great um i feel like it can come back really anytime the writers decided to actually take this seriously and look at what was the vision and what was the plan? I'm gonna need to see a lot of character development from everyone, basically, besides Weiss. Like, I'm definitely gonna, I don't know how you're gonna redeem some things that you did, like Crow literally killing, help killing his friend. I don't know how that's gonna be redeemed. Um, maybe death, you know, just kill Crow off, honestly. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> this new voice sucks, yeah. Um, not, the, not, not the I'll voice actor, get rid of this curse, yeah. Not the voice actor, he's doing a at the best he can, as far as I can tell, but I, I just, it's not crow. You're not at work, at work. <laughs> like as hard as you try, you can't be at work, at work, and that's not your fault. Ed, did you say Edward, 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 yeah, Edward? You, okay. you said Edward, Edward. No, I said Edward, Edward. Mm. Okay, listen to the podcast when it comes out, and let me know what I said. I'm listening to <laughs> it now. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so. Yeah, but he's not going to be like Crow. I feel like it's unredeemable. Like the only character right now, I feel like who is unredeemable is Crow and Cinder. Like they better not pull no like bull crap where I had a chain of heart or I'm Akito or like pieces. I'm one of the good guys. She, I'm like, please, someone stab her right now. She's the maiden of choice. It's stupid. No. And this is Ruby where unless you side with the good guys, you're the worst of the worst. So, what do you think is going to happen? Maybe she'll, maybe Salem will kill her. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how you can redeem it for me. Kill Cinder, kill Crow. Um, Raven, come back in and start doing something. Like, please. Yang, start, or um, y'all. Stop. Yang, Yang stop being an angry bitch. Yeah. Just basically bring the first team back, minus Crow. Like, let Crow bring die. Bring back Swine. Everybody come back to come avenge Crow or something-ish. Um, make Weiss the captain because that's what I care about and uh, fire all the writers <laughs> that's all I got <laughs> <laughs> oh my god strange oh, alright then well I mean I, I pretty much as stated earlier you know I'm just recapping at this point it was <sighs> just give us an emotional break like, I don't know. Have some happy in there. Have some nice and positive. Like, this whole series was founded on just having fun, I believe. Personally, that's what I what I think. You know, nice. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, bring back the fun. 
it hasn't really been fun. I mean, the fight, some of the, some, only a little bit of the fight scenes have been cool uh, and fun to watch. But other than that, it was, it was just a slog, like a emotional slog. And also don't do pointless character things like Penny. Just don't even toy. Like to me, that was basically like, hey, we're going to play with your emotions. Look, here's some joy and happiness. Oh, we're going to take it away and crush it. That's not exactly good writing as much as it is like you're just holding out like a cookie and then you offer a bite of the cookie and then you snatch the rest of the cookie away and stop into the dirt. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, it's like that college girlfriend who only dated you so she'd have a place to sleep. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Don't oh. remind me. Why? <laughs> The point is very manipulative. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Zog. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, yes, manipulate that one. (laughs) Manipulate. 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 Final thoughts. Look, I want this show to be good. I want it to (laughs) at least be decent. But the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, the only way I can see this happening is if you just kill off the main four characters and start over. (laughs) And I don't want that to be the answer. (laughs) But when when your latest season finale has a um, starts off with one of the main four characters having a quote unquote death. And my response is... We got her. All right. One down, three to go. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> You're doing something wrong. I'm sorry, but you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Yang. Speaking she of. They did. Speaking of, that, oh. that's exactly how this podcast goes. You can be excited for the next time we kill off one of our hosts oh. um, on all of the podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, which is blowing up, by the way. Wood, wood. Uh, content Breaker or uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Content Breaker as well. Gentlemen, y'all have a shit y'all got to talk about too. Um, yeah, you can find me at Static Dreads where I will be evolving into the true self that is Static. <laughs> nice. You can look for me at Strangely Entertaining or on the YouTubes. Uh, Subnautica will be going back up quite soon. Awesome. I'm excited, dude. I ain't got any social medias to tell you about, but I can say stay tuned for something. You can find him at 3865 Maple Street. What? Nice. Well, I'm moving. Tell us what the... I'm moving. Keep, Tell us what the fuck is going on next episode. Keep an ear out for something. Tell us. Keep an ear out for something invincible later. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ! I, I had a thing up. going. God damn it! <laughs> now I know, now I know how static feels. <laughs> Thank you. My, my, my bad. It's all good. I don't really care that much. <laughs> okay, I do. We'll catch God y'all later. Fuck. 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 Fuck.